Welcome to Legal Nurse Podcast, where you will get tips to expand your legal nurse consulting skills. Every week, you'll hear from experts from within and outside of legal nurse consulting. They will share their knowledge to help you grow. Your show is moderated by Pat Iyer, a legal nurse consultant with 30 years experience. So join our community, sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Here's Pat. Welcome to Legal Nurse Podcast. I am Pat Iyer, and I have with me today, Jacqueline Mickey. We're going to focus on marketing and building your LNC business. Jackie comes to us as an experienced legal nurse consultant and a person who's been in healthcare for more than 30 years. She started as a certified nursing assistant and became a nurse, got her master's degree in healthcare administration, and started legal nurse consulting in 2017. Jackie is based in Wisconsin. Jackie, welcome. Thank you, Pam. It's great to be here. I know that many people who are starting legal nurse consulting are thinking about, well, I'm a nurse. I can help any attorney, any attorney who's got medical cases. How do we narrow down our focus? Well, for me, what I did was when I first started, I did not narrow it down. It took some talking to different attorneys to find out what personalities fit well with mine and what areas were of interest. So you have attorneys that do medical malpractice, attorneys that do PI, some that do criminal. For me, I found that I really resonated well with those that had been in practice for 10 to 20 years and were doing big medical malpractice cases. That fit my personality as I started getting into it. For others, they might talk to a few different attorneys and because they're a sane nurse, they might decide, you know what, I really want to go this direction and work with um, attorneys that do criminal cases or um, be on, you know, bigger cases that don't necessarily have to do with what I like. So really, everyone has to get in there and really get their feet wet to determine what they want. And for the sake of our listeners who are not familiar with the abbreviation SANE nurse, we're not talking about their psychiatric history. We're talking about another type of nurse. Yes, we're talking about nurses that that are certified to actually help victims of rape. Sexual assault nurse examiner. Yes. Thank you for clarifying that. Before you narrow down your focus to attorneys handling medical malpractice, 10 to 20 firm, 10 to 20 lawyer firm, what was it like for you without that focus? Well, when I first started, what I did was I I went online and I Googled all the attorneys that were in my area. I wanted to first focus on the state of Wisconsin and then those closest to me. 
And I did my research to determine if they practiced in a way that I could assist them. If they were doing divorce law, I didn't think there was much I could do for them. But PI, MedMal, I felt like I could really help them. And so then what I did was I took five of the main attorneys I wanted to work with, and I sent them all letters and said that I would follow up in five days with a phone call from them to them. That is laudable, Jackie. Um, it reminds me of when I started research attorneys myself, and I asked one of my clients to give me the names of 10 attorneys who I should contact. And I didn't realize that was a big ask at the time. It would be a big ask now. And he gave me five defense and five plaintiff attorneys, and all 10 of them started giving me work. So you never know what that kind of research will yield for you. And you mentioned that you went online and researched them. What specifically are you looking for? What sources of information about attorneys do you recommend as a way to find out about attorneys in your local area? Me, the first thing that I did was go online and look up law firms. Then within the law firm, I would locate certain attorneys that I thought would be good clients based upon what I read about them. And then I went on to the Wisconsin Circuit Court access to determine where they had upcoming trials. And I would travel and watch them in court. All right. So tell us a little bit more about that. I would travel and watch them in court. Take us through the steps. Well, Pat, I will give you one example. I was working with an attorney client and I really wanted to work with his partner. And his partner I had emailed and I wasn't getting much response. So I looked him up. I found out that he was actually in my town um, for a court case. And I actually met him on the courthouse steps going in for his first day of court and said, hi, I'm Jackie. We've been emailing and he was surprised, but we ended up talking after that first day of court. And I asked him if we could meet for lunch after the trial was over and he agreed. And so I was prepared once I went to meet him for lunch with ideas on how the case could have gone better. They ended up losing that case. And I wanted to make sure that he and I were, had a really good connection and we did. And then I handed over some information for him and said, would you be interested in some thoughts that I had on how this could have gone better and ideas for the next trial? And he said, I would love it. And a week later, he actually emailed and said, Jackie, this was really good information. And he gives me so many cases still to this day. He is one of my best clients. You know, that's a fascinating technique, Jackie. And that approach is a delicate one because he could have said, 
I am so stressed out. I don't need you to tell me what I should have done. And instead, he listened to what you had to say at a point where he might have been licking his wounds and much more receptive to what you had to say. Do you remember what recommendations you gave him about how the trial could have been handled differently? Yes. And I, I will say that it is really good to know your audience. <laughs> so if, if you determine that you want to do this, uh, make sure that you have a really good rapport going with them, that lunch is going great, and that they are receptive to really knowing how you can help them. In this situation, it was a nursing home case. And there are certain things that I noticed with the jury that they were accepted, that they were accepting and other things that they were not. So I also talked about um, better demonstrative evidence that they could have used and how I could help with that, of course. Of course. Were you there the entire trial? I wasn't there when they deliberated. Mm -hmm. I asked him how, how it ended up. So for somebody listening, you know, that's a considerable investment of time. And if you are not working clinically and don't have much in the way of legal nurse consulting cases coming in, that's something to consider is to go to the courthouse or do the research to find out what trials are occurring because they could have nothing to do with medical issues. And then sit in the back of the room, but make yourself known to the people in the room so that the attorneys understand who you are, because there'll be a big question mark over their head until they understand who you are and will probably be flattered, I would think, that a nurse is taking the time to watch them in action. They, I've done it a couple of, or a few times with different attorneys and they are flattered. And so is the other side, actually. They're very curious as to who you are. So I highly recommend that you, that when you show up, that you are in business casual, you look the part of being um, very professional. I would not go in my jeans and I always bring my um, cards with me because it's not just the attorney that you want to see, but it's everyone along the way that you end up talking to that knows somebody. And I have found that that has been very productive for me. It's an interesting approach, Jackie, because typically the people from the 25 years that I spent testifying as a liability expert the people in the courtroom would be the defendant, the two attorneys and their assistants and the family. And typically nobody else, maybe a risk manager, maybe somebody from the insurance company if they're talking about wanting to settle. Occasionally another attorney would sit there for a little while to watch a colleague, but it would be rare to have anyone in the room other than those people that I've identified. So you would stand out as an observer. And there's a lot of tension associated with a trial. Somebody 
who I used to work with likened it to a cardiac arrest when you have to be prepared for anything and situations and circumstances can change in the blink of an eye. So you have to be careful in timing and how you approach an attorney because often they are bundles of nerves that some of them don't even like to eat because they don't want to get deflected from their concentration. So a fascinating opportunity. Yes. And I met defense attorneys in the hallway and I, I had not worked with defense attorneys before. So you meet people along the way and I'm not saying every situation is the best situation to go to or every trial you should go check out. But when you know that you have certain attorneys, you really want to get their attention. To me, that was the best way I showed up in person. Mm -hmm. You told us about getting started and researching local attorneys and approaching them and starting to get some cases. How did you expand from there? Tell us about how you built your business. Before we continue with the show, I'd like to share this special announcement with you. Are you a legal nurse consultant who wants to stay on top of crucial medical legal knowledge? It's time to become the logical choice in your market and leave your competition in the dust. I'm Pat Iyer, introducing our multimedia in-depth programs designed to expand your legal nurse consulting skills. With our programs on lnceu.com, you'll gain the expertise needed to analyze liability and damages, attract more clients, and sell more services to existing clients. No more wasting time trying to figure out things all alone. It's time to build your knowledge and generate more sales. Our convenient online learning experience allows you immediate access to powerful information, you can go through the training at your own pace, in the comfort of your own home. Each month, you'll receive a digital guide written by me and a masterclass taught by one of our expert presenters. Whether you prefer reading, watching, or listening, our programs provide you with the flexibility to consume the content again and again. And don't worry if you can't review the materials right away. They'll stay in your membership vault until you're ready for them. Our programs come in various formats, including videos and digital guides. You can even watch them on your cell phone for convenience on the go. Plus, we offer flexible payment plans. Choose to pay yearly and get 12 months for the price of 10 or opt for a monthly payment plan. Don't miss out on this opportunity to boost your internet presence, attract more clients, and build your expertise. Get the resources our community of legal nurse consultants are using to take their careers to new heights. Visit our website today and unlock a world of knowledge and possibilities. It's time to stay ahead of the game and become the go-to legal nurse consultant in your market. Expand your skills with lnceu.com. Enroll today.
Now let's return to the show. So I am still building my business. I think when you are a legal nurse consultant, and this is what you do, at least full-time for me, I know that this will be an ongoing process. It, it will never end. You can't stop marketing. And so for me, I started looking at different states, and I would Google medical malpractice attorneys, plaint, uh, personal injury attorneys. And then out of those lists, I would choose which attorneys I wanted to work with. And I have a huge map in my office. And so I knew my goal was to have a gold star in each state. The great thing, once I had an attorney from that state, I could put a gold star up. So I would reach out to them via email if I had their email address, or I would mail them a packet of information about my company. And slowly but surely it grew. And I had one or two people that would reach out and then it it just blossomed from there to the point. And also I would say that I, I actually exhibited in uh, at a National Trial Lawyers Association meeting. And that is huge because if you want to reach more than just one state, that's a really good way to do it you have access to 700 to 1,000 attorneys from all over the United States, and you can hopefully get their attention. And I got a lot of traffic from doing that. Yeah, exhibiting is an outstanding opportunity. It is an investment, and it is a lot of preparation and knowing how to talk to people, to close the sale, to get follow-up details and appointments set up so that you're not caught up in an endless cycle of returning calls, trying to catch each other. You brought me back, Jackie, when you talked about the gold stars on the States, because I built my business for 28 years and then sold it and then returned to Legal Nurse Consulting a few years ago. At the height of our business, we had attorneys in 34 states. So we took a map of the United States and had our artist color in the states where we had at least one client. That's all we needed was one client to fill in that state. And then we put that on our marketing materials, announcing that we had clients in that number of states. And that was very effective in showing that we weren't just a local Northeast company, or you're not just a local Wisconsin company. You've got a breadth to you that helps to assure potential clients that you've got experience and you're not just focused on what's going on in your own state. Yes. I love that idea. I haven't thought about putting that on my materials, Pat. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I know that we've talked a little bit before about follow-up. I just mentioned follow-up after a trade show, which is critical. Clearly, unless you're highly unusual, Jackie, you don't land every new client the first interaction that you have with them. What type of system do you have to follow up if somebody contacts you and expresses interest in you? but doesn't have a case for you at the time? For me personally, I have an Excel spreadsheet that I keep 
every state where I am working on, so by state I do it. And then under each state that I have listed, all of the attorneys that I'm trying to work with or am working with. And then I keep track by month when I reached out to them last on that Excel spreadsheet. And there is software out there that you can purchase that makes your life a lot easier where they, it'll give you reminders, et cetera. I don't need that. I just use the old fashioned Excel spreadsheet and I keep track of how I do it. So did I email them last month? This month, I'm going to send them a card in the mail. This month, I might actually reach out and see if I can take them out to lunch if they're near here. So there are different ways that I do it, depending on how far away they are. How do you deal with a concern that many legal nurse consultants have of, I'm going to be a pest if I keep pursuing this attorney at some point, that attorney is going to say, hey, knock it off, Jackie. Come on. I'm not interested. I'm telling you, I'm not interested. How do you deal with that concern? Well, my approach is one of common sense. If I don't like it, I don't think the attorney would like it. So if I'm getting tons of spam email, it drives me crazy. When I was in administration, it would drive me crazy if I got a phone call from a sales rep. It, it just would. So I personally never call an attorney without contacting them first and trying to set up a time to talk to them because I know that I wouldn't like it. And then also I make it um, a point of not filling their email flow spam because number one, they probably won't read it if I send it out 20 times a month. So I try very much to do it tastefully. Send them an email that has very pertinent information that can help them. I don't know if they're going to read it. If I don't hear back from them, then the following month, then I send them a card that's handwritten. Then the next time I might try an email again. So I try very hard personally not to overwhelm them, but yet stay within their the forefront. And it's worked. I had two attorneys that have become my clients after two years of me sending things to them. I didn't hear anything from them. And all of a sudden, they both reached out to me at different times, two different states, and said, I have kept your cards, Jackie. Thank you so much for reaching out. I finally have a case where I can use you. So you never know. And silence may feel like rejection, but I see it as an opportunity. If you don't hear anything from them, that that means the door is still open. And you might just need to try a different way to get their attention. And the average sale, no matter what you're doing, takes at least eight attempts. That's the average. So I just keep going until someone says, Jackie, you are so annoying. I never want to work with you. And I've never heard that yet. So I just keep trying. I like that approach. I think that that reiterates for our listener that one or two attempts is not enough, that the attorney is relying on timing to be able to respond to you and might tomorrow have somebody walk in the office with a case or be assigned a case in the 
situation of a defense attorney that needs the help of a legal nurse consultant. And you never know when that case is going to come in. So Jackie's defining a positioning by keeping her top of mind is the, the marketing expression of here's a phone call, here's an email, here's a postcard. Hey, I'm out there ready to help you when you've got something that needs assistance. We used um, a database called ACT at the time that I was running my business. And we gave people two years of receiving either weekly or monthly emails from us before they got moved into a cold file. And occasionally somebody would resurrect themselves out of the cold email list. But usually if there was going to be a response, it would take place within that two-year period. I have done that too, Pat. There have been some that I've moved out because I do. You you just kind of know when you're getting warm. You I don't know how to explain it, but the more you do it, you then it, it, you just get it. You finally get it. You get into a rhythm and you can't stop that rhythm. So I'm in almost six years now, but you can't stop the rhythm. You can't say, I think I have enough business now. I can coast. Don't coast. Just keep going. Well, and one of the things that can happen if you coast is that the law can change in your state, as happened to me in New Jersey, when they put in restrictions on who could sue for personal injury cases, and they made it much more restrictive. And within a couple of months, many of the personal injury attorneys were scrambling, looking for other kinds of cases. If we had put all of our eggs in that basket, that basket would have been smashed. All of the other types of cases became much more important after the personal injury cases got narrowed down. So I know, Jackie, as my final question for you, that some, at least somebody listening to this podcast today is going to say, well, you know, Jackie sounds like she's got it together. She's got a system. She's figured out how to be persistent. I don't think I have the confidence to do that. What would you say to that person? I would say that sometimes you just have to do it afraid to overcome um, those feelings that you have. So for me, I knew that I wanted this so badly that I would do whatever it took to make it work. And so the first question is, how badly do you want this? Do you just want to dabble in it? Or do you really want to pursue this as a career? For me, I wanted to completely immerse myself in it. And so I would ask, what do I need to do? I got a business coach to help me. I made myself make those five phone calls at the beginning of doing this. I didn't even know how to speak to an attorney. I would, I asked one of the attorneys, I said, do I, do I call you Mr.? And then his last name, and he laughed at me. I didn't even know. Here I talked to doctors forever, but I was so scared to talk to one on the phone. So I think that you just have to put one foot in front of the other. And the more you do it like anything else, the more comfortable you get. And to realize that attorneys are human beings. 
They're just like you and I. So if I'm going to have a conversation with one, uh, with an attorney, then I have to start seeing them as a person rather than a sale, see them as a person. And that helped me overcome a lot of my fears. You remind me of the expression, attorneys put on their pants one leg at a time. That's a U.S. slang expression to remind us that we're all human and we all have at the core the same human needs. Yes. How can our listener find out more about you and the services you offer, Jackie? I have um, a website, Centerpoint Consulting, LLC.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. You can just look me up under my regular name, Jacqueline Mackey, and you'll find me there. And either way, we'll have links and opportunity to find out more about me. If you go to my website, um, there's actually a place there where you can sign up for a monthly newsletter. And there's also a link to LinkedIn. All right. Thank you so much, Jackie. You have provided some concrete instructions that I think are important for our listener to absorb, to think about. There are many ways to market and there are many successful paths for growing your business. Jackie has described a system that is working. It's a repetitive system. It's something that yields results and keeps her top of mind for attorneys who are thinking about hiring a legal nurse consultant, maybe a colleague comes in their office and says, you know, Tom, you've got that medical malpractice case. I think you should have a nurse help you. Oh, yeah, I've been getting postcards from this nurse named Jackie. Where is that now? Oh, yeah, here it is. I think I'll call her. She's been reaching out to me. She looks like she's got the background I need. Hello, Jackie, I need your help. That's how it works. And it's a beautiful thing. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being a guest on Legal Nurse Podcast. I appreciate you and your experience and sharing with us your system. Thank you, Pat. It's been quite a privilege to have this interview with you and to have this great discussion. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. And for you who's been watching this show on our podcast YouTube channel, which is Legal Nurse Business, please give a thumbs up, a thumbs down, like it, subscribe to the, ch the channel. I love to see your comments and your feedback. And also you can watch this podcast on our app, which is Expert Edu. We publish our weekly podcasts on the app. You can get both the audio version and the video version, as well as articles, tips, and other information about legal nurse consulting. Download the app Expert Edu at the Apple Store or Google Play, and then you can walk around with us in the palm of your hand. See you next week for a new show. Coming up next, you will hear from a nurse practitioner who is also a legal nurse consultant who provides services both as an expert witness and a behind the scenes consultant. Rebecca Purcell is the person who I interviewed for this next episode. Rebecca, can you tell our listener a little bit about the topics that we covered? 
Yes, we discussed how I got into legal nurse consulting and why I find it so rewarding to do alongside my regular practice as a family nurse practitioner. We discussed the common areas of medical negligence against nurse practitioners. We reviewed some tips of how to minimize litigation and how to improve documentation. And we also talked about the supervisory or collaborative role between nurse practitioners and physicians. We covered a lot. This is a growing area of litigation. When I started my legal nurse consulting business in 1989, there were no lawsuits against nurse practitioners. And then over the course of the 28 years that I ran my full-time business, I had to keep bringing in new types of nurse practitioners to serve as experts. It went from adult primary medicine to neurology, to surgery, to emergency department, to psychiatric, to medical surgical, to hospitalist, you know, all types of ways that nurse practitioners specialize. The chances are high that as a legal nurse consultant, you will be involved in cases that include nurse practitioners as defendants. So you want to hear what Rebecca Pichelle says about this topic. Tune in next on Legal Nurse Podcast to hear Rebecca's thoughts. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for legal nurse consultants on LegalNurseBusiness.com. Pat coaches legal nurse consultants so they make more money, get more clients, and avoid expensive mistakes. Check out her coaching program at LNCAcademy.com. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Join our community to get notified of each new episode and to receive the transcript of today's program. Complete the request form on podcast.legalnursebusiness.com. We appreciate you and your interest. <laughs>